Hello and welcome. My name is Stimp. I'm Dante. And I'm Herfy Durfy. And this is a first take edition of Go Mode, A Link to the Past randomizer <laughs> podcast. That's right, folks. We're not stopping for anything in this one. This is one take all the way through. You're going to hear the coughs. You're going to hear the awkward silences. You're going to hear it all. Uh, what a treat for you, the listener, I'm sure. It's going to be great. I'm sure everyone yeah. has been waiting for the coughs and awkward silences edition. Well, so I got to start mm-hmm. editing People. my own my own screw ups now. This is a little <laughs> you, scary. You got to mute your own farts before you send your. I mean, file I, yeah. to me because yeah, I'm already on toilet humor again, and so that is going to be the most exciting one. All <laughs> fancy farts, farts or chair noises or you know cigarette lighters. Or oh, let's see. I can get I can get a chair noise for us. Like, uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I literally did not hear anything. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I think I'm on I'm sure Nvidia. it sounds great on the recording. I think I'm on the yeah. Nvidia broadcast stuff. So uh, that uh, for Discord. So there's there's a couple yeah, of chair noises that. in there for the actual recording. You'll like it. I'm really looking forward to hearing that when the podcast comes out. Because again, not editing this one one bit. Uh, I uh, I have this availability to record, which I'm always happy to join uh, my two co-hosts here, but I have zero time to actually edit the episode. But I'm not going to let that stop me from getting up, you know, they, in the episode 95. You know, we're not going to start being late now. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be one take. We're going to run it through some apps to make the voice sound good, and then we're going to print it, and that's what you're going to hear when this releases. So I hope you enjoy. Um with that, we, we do have, you know, quite a bit of uh, news to talk about, and we've got some fun random questions to go over. It's been quite a while since we've had a round of those, probably about 50 episodes or so. So we figured it was about time to uh, let our guards down a little bit and ask some questions of one another. So we will get to that. But before we do, let's jump into our news here. So uh, we have the main tournament. Of course, we had a announcement about that uh, that we talked about in detail last time. We didn't really get deep enough into this, I'm afraid, uh, went back and read more of it. And also we had some discussion after the episode came out and there's quite a few details that are different this year than, uh, they have been in past years. And I definitely wanted to focus in on a few of those and talk about them a little bit here. Um, the first thing is a correction needs to be issued. Uh, one of the first <laughs> things I said that I was really excited about was that uh, Blue Mail was going to be available in the open hard <laughs> setting that they're using for qualifiers and also throughout the groups and bracket stages. That is not the case, unfortunately. I was wrong about that. I just assumed that it was like that last setting that did that. What was it, SGL? I think something like that. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, not the case. Uh, but uh, so I wanted to shout out uh, Flames Divide. Thank you for correcting us uh, in Discord. Um, I have played one of these open tournament seeds now, so um, I'm kind of looking forward to talking about the the difference here. This is another version of, you know, hard mode, uh, like a, a take on open, changing the items to make it a little more difficult. Uh, but there's a little bit of a twist to this one that I think is actually uh, pretty fun. So, uh, as I said, no blue mail. Um, there are four bottles placed, but only one actually is available when you get it, and and it, it is empty. Um, there's no half magic. There's three swords placed, uh, and it's capped at fighter shield. Um, so you get three three shields, but it's capped at the first one. Uh, there's four swords placed, but it's capped at tempered sword. Um, there is bow, and there are silvers out there. So here's the main thing that's different is normally in the vanilla game, there's 24 heart pieces. In this mode, there's 48 
pieces of heart. Wow. So that's double the amount. Yeah. And you're just like getting pieces of heart repeat like over and over as you're playing. Like I, when I played mini Moldorm, I had like four out of five were, were pieces of heart in there. And it's really interesting because even though you only have green mail, if you're exploring a lot and you're being thorough, uh, you are still getting a lot of health. So, yeah, you get hit for three or four hearts from some of these Dark World enemies, but you can take those hits because you've been accumulating, a, you know, a lot of these heart pieces. So that was my experience when I played. I didn't die nearly as much as I expected to, um, although I did a couple times. Well, and it, I think it was because of the heart pieces, you know, so yeah, it was very interesting. For sure. And you really also got to take into account all those heart pieces uh, instead of the hearts that you normally get full hearts. You know, usually people are happier about a heart container than they are about a heart piece. But constantly getting those heart pieces means you're constantly getting refills on your health as well. Right. So, you know, you it just ups the survivability a lot more than people will maybe expect. This is like, yeah, that was the case. The well. closest we can get it to. uh like Ocarina of Time uh, or like pretty much any modern Zelda game where when you get a piece of heart, like you get a health refill every time, uh, you know, Link to the Past is not blessed with with that like quality of life thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this this changes things uh, uh, quite a bit. And my experience with it, at least in the one seed I did, was overall positive. Uh, you know, I, I stood here during the last episode and said I was really excited because we had that blue mail and we don't have the blue mail. So it's like, oh, am I not excited anymore? And the answer is no, I am still excited because I tried one of these. And uh, I, I think the heart experiment could be a success. Uh, that's my early prediction. So. Uh, pretty cool mode. I thought it was a cool idea and uh, props to the you know devs for switching it up in this kind of creative way. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing more of them. We'll definitely have this as our BWS. Um, so looking forward to having folks uh, play that and, and talk about it uh, in our Discord as Man, well. Man, eight minutes and we've um, decided the BWS. This is... <laughs> well, that's an easy one. This one's a, easy peasy. I mean, sometimes they just fall right in your lap, you know, yeah. and this is one of those times. Um. Sure. So there were a few other things that were announced uh, or, or that were in this announcement that we sort of glossed over that I, I did want to take a look at. One of them was they have a section at the top that says what is expected of you, the player, um, and just has you know, what you would, you know, I would assume most would kind of see as pretty, pretty basic kind of things. Uh, but one of them in particular that is here says uh uh, play to the best of your ability. And I did just want to shout out, shout that out because we have mentioned a few times in the past that maybe something like this uh, should be put into more bylaws of tournaments um, just to avoid kind of, uh, you know, sticky situations of people maybe not wanting to, to play a seed, you know, throughout brackets or whatever. Um, you know, I know no one here knows anything about any of that. So, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to shout out no. that that was, that was being, <laughs> <laughs> there he is. I was like, man, it's going to be really awkward if Dante doesn't acknowledge. Uh, I wasn't us. going to, but thanks for making me. Uh, like, I was just going to be like, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I made. I, I don't like when I create rules. <laughs> uh, no, well, it's it's kind of an honor, honestly. It's like you, you were the reason that that, that that's in there now, and you that makes things better. And you know, it's because of you. I think it's because of a lot of. Um, a lot of people who just want it to be the best tournament it can be. And I don't fault anybody for that. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. All right. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention is uh, something a little bit different, I think, than previous years. So we have these five modes, um, which we recapped the last time. You know, we have this open, hard, 
Um, we have a key sanity that excludes Ganon's Tower, Big Key, and Agus Small Keys, an Ambrosia, an Inverted, and the Bossomizer MC. In terms of how those are chosen, you know, in the past, there's been like a pick and a counter pick or like vetoes back and forth. Uh, this time, and I'll just read from the announcement. Um, how do you choose which game mode you will play? You don't. <laughs> when the seat is rolled for your race, then and only then will you know which of the five modes you will be racing. We've done our best to choose modes that will fit, all fit under two hours for most runners. A calculated shuffling method will be in place to minimize repetition of the same modes, always appearing for the same players. This will work by keeping track of the previously raced, cre- previously played races and gradually reducing the odds of the player getting a repeat mode. The details of the system will be announced before the group stage. So um, that's the end of that. Um, pretty, that's pretty cool, right? I like the idea of, uh, you know, randomizing the mode, but also sort of weighting it so that it doesn't get redundant or repetitive, uh, on certain modes. What do you, what are your guys' take on this, uh, new way of doing the, doing things? Um, I mean, it sounds interesting in a way. I'm curious how it'll work out. I'm, I'm, I don't know, cautiously optimistic, maybe. I yeah. uh, I think I might have said yeah. something about this last episode. If not, then, uh, you know, well, I'm going to say it again. But I, I like that I, if I'm entering, I don't have to uh, worry about what mode I'm going to pick against somebody. I don't have to worry about any metagame potential. Um, I just get a whole new thing to worry about, which is, hey, what mode is going to get spat out at me <laughs> like five seconds before we go live, so to speak. Um, but I think that's that's part of I think it's a nice change if you are looking for variety uh, in, you know, a randomizer tournament. It adds a new level of randomization. Um, you know, obviously, I know some players may or may not like that. You know, they, they would rather have something as a staple. But I, I do think that, you know, having an open mind to just trying different ideas is uh, a good thing you know it's like if we're too stuck in our ways and we don't want to budge on anything then you know you kind of you look like a grumpy old man uh herf and um <laughs> i'm kidding but you know if we uh you know we, we budge a little bit and just you know go try and have some fun then it should be a good time yeah yeah agreed sounds sounds good to me at least <laughs> yeah Cool. All right. Well, uh, again, um, there probably will be more to say about the main tournament uh, in the next episode. And then, of course, we'll be into qualifiers and and kind of covering those. Uh, But again, if you are looking to get a little bit of practice on this qualifier mode they're going to be using, check out the newest biweekly seed. We'll have one generated for you. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back with more on this. All right. So uh, moving on, we had sort of a surprise announcement. I don't think anybody was expecting this, uh, but uh, we had a, another NMG record set uh, for the speed Heck run of yeah. the Link to the Past, uh, kind of the most the most common uh, category of it. And a huge shout outs and congratulations to Error who we've had on the show before to talk about boss execution, um, prominent member of the rando community. Uh, and has been working on NMG runs, and it kind of seemed to me, I don't know the whole details, but, uh, you know, Dante shot me out a ping right after it happened. I was working from home that day, which is awesome. I immediately checked it out, and it uh, kind of seemed like he was just, like, doing random kind of practice, you know, was you know decided to do a full run, had one that started out and was going well, and 
saw it through and set set a dang record. So the new uh, world record as of uh, today, as of now, is one hour and 23 minutes on the dot. Um, so I know, you know, it was probably just like to be that close to the sub 123 is is a, a, a little bit melancholy. But I mean, huge, huge congratulations on setting that record. Um, for those who don't remember, um, Edward Denary had set it uh, just a, I want to say like a month ago, had brought yeah. down his own world record. Um, and then, you know, it's it's almost like in the world of speedrunning, sometimes when it rains, it pours. When one record is set, usually there's like an update kind of soon after and and you know that was the case this time so yeah i think uh, we'll, a lot we'll of, put a link to the run yeah a lot of this is like just really showing us that you know even with the current route the rule set so to speak like 122 at some point is 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 coming like it's gonna happen um multiple runners have had multiple you know 122 paced runs and it, you know, it's uh, to me in, in a way when you're that good, it is a matter of time before someone strings one together. You know, you have to be good and you also have have to have a good little bit of luck to come along with you. Um, and I just I remember I was watching this live. I was actually like, you know, I was working from home. And when I say working, I was actually like outside in the garage getting some exercise on dance games. And I had I had Airy That's stream cool. up and um I was like, I, I thought he was ahead, like in the late game. And I'm like, no, nah, his splits changed. He's he's not ahead. And then, um, you know, I kind of finished up and I I could kind of see he looked pretty serious while he was playing. And I was mm-hmm. like, I think he's actually ahead like this. This might be on pace. Um, the mad lad went for the hover on Moldorm to got it because he needed it. Um, and like like true speedrunner, uh, like, like a true speedrunner during the boss fight was like, yeah, this isn't it because he got a couple of Ganon warps and he's like, no, nope, this isn't it. And then when he crossed the line at the OO mark, it was like, holy crap, because it was super exciting to watch live. And the VOD is uh, really good to watch, too. So, yeah, uh, I recommend checking that out. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah. Recommendation for me as well. I can like I can't really add anything because you guys already said everything. But you shout out to Ari again for me as well. And uh, if you can check out the VOD, it's it's totally worth it. Yeah. One quick thing to mention, uh, he did have two blue balls on Aga, um, which, again, to Dante's point, like if the exact same run happens and, and there's only one blue ball, then that's that that's the one twenty two right there. You know, so there's always that incredible. if there's always the if. But, you know, mm-hmm. this this is what we have. So we're in, this is our reality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Well, uh, moving right along here, I'm marking down the time because, again, I'm not going to go back through this and edit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wanted to check in on some of these tournaments that we had talked about before. Uh, One that I know that is moving along is the 80 Keys uh, tournament, which is speedrunning or uh, being broadcast on Zelda speedruns throughout there. I think they're in round two right now, but uh, we do have a challenge for that. Uh, and there's not too much to report uh, on yet. Uh, we will put a link to that challenge uh, in the description for you at the very least. Um, and then I think as we're getting a little closer to finals, we'll we'll check back in on those those folks. Um, Doors Async, do you guys know? Is, has yeah, there been any movement on that? There has. Okay, so I, I have not seen, so the, tell us all about it. The final was restreamed yesterday on uh, Andy's Twitch channel. Uh, and, uh, it actually involved Andy, which that sounds kind of weird, but basically he let someone restream to his channel just so we could get 
you know, a lot more people to watch the race. But it was between Andy and PRD Wong, and uh, they had a rousing go of doors and with a shuffled links house, which is always weird to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, Andy <laughs> took the crown. So Andy wow. is your doors async season two champion uh, for for nice. for this year. GG's Andy. That's cool. I had no idea that was all going down. I'm glad you were paying attention. Yeah, yeah congrats to Andy. That kind of passed me by as well, the whole thing. Yep. Well, I mean, we have it listed as a low-key tournament. It I mean, it's it's been hard. Was. You have to go find this to, to get the information. It's not going to just show up probably in your Twitch feed unless you are uh, as diligent as someone like Dante is um, with, with a screen on showing Rando at all times. <laughs> Which, God, I wish I had that life, man. I really wish I could I, I could set that up in my it's house. It's not as much on there as you, you think uh, lately. Really? Well, just because, like, there's, it's it. I, I don't really know when a lot of these matches are. I just knew yesterday... Um, that from from talking to Andy and some other people that the race was trying to get a restream. They were trying to get comms and it was it was Saturday afternoon. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to pay attention to whenever his channel goes live and I'll see the you know, see how the final shakes out. Nice. Awesome. Well, excellent reporting, as always, Dante. We appreciate you. Uh, OK, I think it's time for a GMPA community updates. OK, I think that's long enough for the jingle. <laughs> Okay, Um, so a quick update. Mentor tournament planning has been coming along quite nicely. We did have another meeting a couple days ago um, with the uh, admin slash moderator team. We used to call them admins. Now they're moderators because that's what they are in tournaments. But all that might change again. So bear with us. Uh, But we talked about uh, our boots camp and some things we want to look at implementing changing during that, which I'm really excited about. We also talked about the potential game modes that we want to roll out. And uh, not quite ready to announce anything yet, but I did just want to say that we are, I mean, when we were meeting last Friday night, we were reading directly off of the feedback form of last year's tournament to get feedback on the modes and how people felt about, um, you know, the pros and cons of them and all that good stuff. So just to say we are, of course, still having Mentor Tournament 22. That's that much is certain. Um, We are already planning for it. This is the earliest we've started planning and we are directly using feedback from last year. So very excited about how that's all going to play out. So stay tuned for more. I wanted to give a quick shout out to a member of the community. I've already mentioned once um, for being on top of the correction about the uh, the qualifier mode and the lack of blue armor there. But Flames Divide um, programmed a little something in their free time that I thought was pretty cool and I wanted to share. Um, it's the the link for it is tourney planner dot link tourney planner dot link. Of course, we'll link that in the description. But uh, this is a tracker marking game app. Uh, And the idea is you can choose the amount of time that you want to be able to see a light world map and a dark world map Um, practice. You can look as long as you want. Then there's beginner 30 seconds, racer 10 expert, five seconds per map commentators, a random amount of time. But uh, it sounds it it is exactly what it sounds like. You click light world map and you see a light world map and, you know, an arrangement of crystals and pendants. You click dark world map, you see the same thing. And then you've got the tracker buttons in front of you and you just try to click on which is which for, you know, trying to remember what you just saw on the map. 
Um, so, you know, Flames Divide posted a version of this, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. I provided a little bit of feedback. They've already made some changes based on some of that feedback as well as things they've heard on from other people. So it is still evolving. And, um, you know, is this going to make you instantly way better and faster at rando? Of course not. Yes. But I just like the idea that something like this exists. <laughs> Dan, do you think that it will? <laughs> I mean, it can. <laughs> Your thoughts? Are I, yes. mean, the, the, I mean, I it's mean, certainly it's, not going to hurt. It's definitely going to be helpful. So this is for marking pendants and crystals. Yeah, if I understood yes. that correctly. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. So so it's like a, a little training thing that helps you mark crystals and pendants correctly, quickly. Gets you used to like scanning the maps and remembering like mm-hmm. what you saw in each spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're starting, yeah, like yeah. why not? You know, if you're starting, sure, yeah, sure. And you are, yeah, literally taking like a full minute to do Dark World because of how big it is, uh, you know, in comparison to Light World, you know, a full minute's an exaggeration. But like, if you're at that point, there's nothing wrong with that. But this is something that could probably help you like get that eye muscle memory uh you know to or the mental capacity you know training to to do it so i think it's i think it's cool yeah definitely um one of the other things i've heard for feedback is a mode right now it starts on question mark and you have to click to what you want um starting a mode where everything starts on blue crystals as a default and then you click away from that uh, because i know a lot of people track that way there's the most of blue crystals out of everything else. So just keep track of the pendants and the red crystals. And um, that's an easier way. You don't have to memorize every single dungeon that way. So uh, and flames, I think, responded and said, yeah, I could I could probably do that. So stay tuned. Sounds like they're still working on it. But uh, anytime somebody you know uses their free time to come up with a tool for the betterment of the community, that's always something I'm happy to shout out here on the show. So, um, yeah, keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, check check out uh, tourney planner.link. Um, and uh, improve your tracking skills today. I like how you worded that. A tool for the improvement (laughs) of the community. That sounds very, you know... So noble, right? I I guess you could call it noble. I was thinking more, that sounds very dictatorship, you know? (laughs) Produce a a tool for the betterment of our community. (laughs) For our our glorious leaders in the development community. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Something like that. I hear you. I'll I'll be more careful. If Tuesday Temp was here, (laughs) he could add in some like uh, some weird music right here. But we, you know, to to be funny, but we just don't have Mm. we don't have him. It is what it is. We're in we're in the the wastelands of of no editing. Mm hmm. All right, let's talk about our speaking of wastelands. Seed. So we already kind of <laughs> did that, but I did want to give a quick shout out. That's funny. I did want to give a quick shout out to those who braved the Ocarina of Time randomizer seed that we released last time. Um, so huge shout outs to Felix Soid for Pix and Jay Meesher. So Pix and Jay Meesher are usually on our BWS board. Felix Soid, I think, uh, came you know came over from the Ocarina of Time randomizer community and, and, and played along with us, so that was really cool. And uh, in the spoiler channel, I saw the three of them chatting quite a bit about the seed, which which you love to see. So um, shout out to the three of you for uh, giving something new a try. And uh, let's get those numbers up for, for number 95. We're doing that uh, qualifier setting. We've already decided it. Um, you know, we've done quite a few weeks where it's sort of a weird one and we just accept that we're just going to have, you know, a small number of people playing it. I want to see if we can get, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a number out, more than 25 people playing this one. So 
If you have any interest in doing any of the qualifiers, highly recommend checking out this seed, seeing how you stack up with others, and then chatting about it in our uh, spoiler channel in our Discord. Uh, but episode 95, we're going to do that open hard qualifier setting. It is decided. I think that's going to be good. It's going to be hot. Sweet. Yeah, I'm, I, w- I want to see. I want to see that leaderboard stack up again. This is a hidden qualifier okay. for the tournament. Just so you get. I'm kidding. Don't 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 quote quote Ooh, me. The shadow number. <laughs> <laughs> you take your final number and then you take the shadow number that you get from running this one. And there's a special a special formula that we run it through, and then that's your real qualifier. Uh, Imagine score. you have to find the secret qualifier every time we want to play a tournament somewhere in the community on some Discord or a podcast or something. There's a secret qualifier hidden. That's so good. It's like an ARG. I love <laughs> like it. You have to find it. Yeah, I'm sure people would love that. You know, and if Tuesday Tip was here, I would edit this out so we can, you know, do this idea ourselves and make a million dollars. But <laughs> we just have to now we have to give it up because we don't have Tuesday Tip. Yeah, so. just gave Dang away it. free money. Basically. Such is life. Ah, crap. All right. Well, I think it's time for our features. So uh, let's let's hear that flute music. All right, so we're going to do another random questions. I feel like every so often we do these kind of self-indulgent episodes where we've talked about rando a lot and we just want to, you know, get to know each other a little better, share more about ourselves so that you can hear and also um, not really do a lot of episode prep, (laughs) which was kind of the case this time. Um, I know people don't probably care, but in my job my my job job uh things have been heating up like crazy i have a like trade show coming up so it's i've had no time to prepare for this podcast like i normally like to but that's okay because we want to do one of these kind of random question things because we haven't done it in a while so and then you know no editing either so yeah here we go (laughs) are you guys ready for some random questions let's do it okay so we have a list of about 34 questions here and we tried to remove ones we've done before um, but there might be a few repeats and I think we should be pretty uh, liberal about like if you roll one and you don't like it just roll another one life's too short to be asking dumb (laughs) questions that we already half know the answer to anyway so yeah um, yeah okay so I guess I'll just go to like a random number generator online Google's got us covered we'll do between 1 and 34 Um, I don't think this has a way to remove the ones you've already done and i kind of remember that being a problem in the past maybe we should do sequence generator oh baby we're moving on up (laughs) okay all right now Now i have a sequence here okay i wonder how uh, that works yeah maybe i should post it and we'll just go down the list because i have the numbers one through 34 in a random order so do it drop that in our chat so by this uh, randomization, we're going to start with question 11, which is what podcasts do you listen to? And I feel like we've done this one. I think we what definitely have. And if we haven't, then I definitely have said a couple of times that I don't listen to any podcasts, basically. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> Dancy, do you listen to? I, I do. Um, not so much like religiously, so to speak. So. Uh, I mean, I actually listen back to our stuff. I like to hear how stupid I sound, um, <laughs> uh, which is quite a bit. Uh, and um, 
I uh, I will admit that I listened to uh, I, I did listen to Fierce podcast a little bit. I when there was a mm. like a Marvel movie, there's something that would come out that they I saw they made an episode for in my feed. Like I would kind of select which ones I like listening to, which was uh, called the Sidetracked podcast. But they have since wrapped that up. Um, yeah. I, uh, I I've been checking out that the the almost perfect cast, which is the the fan made kind of like Step Maniacs podcast that's yeah we talked about last episode. And um, I, I I'll admit I I watch you know I keep up with the sport of NASCAR. Um, (laughs) so, uh, I got a couple of like NASCAR podcasts that like, I, I will, if I see topics I like, I will listen to, or if I missed like some, I don't know, maybe some drama or something that happened on the racetrack and they're going to talk, somebody's going to talk about it. I'll be like, okay, so what happened here? Like that's in the news so I can, you know, catch up on that. Nice. Yeah. I feel like you were ramping up to that one for so long and then you kept like swerving and like picking another one. You'd be like. I, I'll be honest, man. Yeah, uh, another one I was uh, to uh, Step Maniacs yeah. podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like, all right, well, <laughs> it's like, all right, do I want to, you know, uh, <laughs> everyone's like, you watch NASCAR? And I'm like, I cannot sit and like religiously stare at the TV lap by lap. Like, I can't do yeah. that. But I do, I do keep up with the sport, uh, like, you know, to see how everyone's doing and, um, yeah. you know, how things shook out during the race. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think that's super cool. Honestly. <laughs> another left turn. I, um cool well thank you for sharing i think i've again i've probably said some of mine as well already but um one that i've been really into recently is called hey riddle riddle and it is uh three chicago-based improv comedians uh asking each other and solving riddles and they also occasionally break down to do a quick improv scene um usually based on like the premise of a riddle or something and they're all very very funny uh, together so highly recommend checking that one out they also have a great patreon and uh you know a, a whole separate podcast that they do once a week if you subscribe to that which um, i'm in i'm in there on that one um, I'm just kind of scrolling through my phone right now. I've, I've already talked about some other D and D ones. I like, uh, like, uh, not another D and D podcast and dungeons and daddies. Um, another one I've been listening to a little bit. It's from the, um, hang on. You uh, said dungeons and daddies. Yeah. It's called. Dungeons oh and daddies. my God. Yeah. It's the dungeons <laughs> and dragons podcast, but, uh, all of the characters are different, like dad archetypes. Like there's yeah, a, yeah. like nature dad, there's a sports dad, there's a rock star dad. So it's great. I definitely recommend that one as well. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, mythical entertainment, they do like a good mythical morning on YouTube. Um, they do a lot of like food stuff with their, uh, like they call it the mythical kitchen, um, there's this dude who runs it named Josh Schreier, I think is his last name. Jo- they just call him Chef Josh. Uh, but they have a podcast called A Hot Dog is a Sandwich where they debate different like food things. Uh, he and his producer. Oh. And it's it's very uh, it's very entertaining. You can go through kind of like our podcast. You can like just go through the entire list and find one that seems interesting and kind of start wherever. And it's fine. Yeah, um, sounds so pretty cool. One. Yeah, I'd recommend that one. It's fun. Um. And there's some advice podcasts like uh, uh, If I Were You with Jake and Amir that I like. Um, also, uh, Ear Biscuits with Rhett and Link, again, from Mythical Entertainment. So, yeah, it's probably about enough. But, uh, yeah, I listen to way too many podcasts. And uh, those are just a few of the ones that I enjoy. All right. What's the next one? What's the next question? All right. Number 17. Tell us about the last seed that you played. Oh, can I go first? Because yes. I, I, I just played yesterday and it was it was a doozy. So we uh, I, again, I generated one of these open hards uh, for with tournament settings because I wanted to try it. 
uh, had a little bit of time to play yesterday and I uh, pinged the discord for a race. So I was myself, um, Greg Corvid, Dr. Earworm and Wind Fox. And um, we all did the same thing, which is it was a, a pretty friendly seed, but boots were nowhere to be found uh, about an hour in realized, OK, I'm in go mode except for the boots. And unfortunately, desert is boots locked. So got to find those boots somewhere. We all last location, the boots, they ended up being in Meyer. The uh, medallion needed to get in Meyer was somewhere. I think it was K45, um, which it took me forever to get around to, unfortunately. But so that medallion was in K45 that opened up Meyer. You had to kill the boss of Meyer to get the green pendant and then turn in green pendant for vanilla boots uh, and then do desert. And then that was the end of the seed. Um, but everyone hard last location, those boots, as you can probably imagine, there was a million other places to check Dang. before you went to pendant Meyer. Uh, it was pretty, pretty rough. So, um, yeah, that was my last seed. I came in third. Um, I just barely came in third. I almost came in fourth by about a few seconds. Um, but again, like I said, I mean, the, the experience of the seed was pretty fun. I liked the, you know, having a, a lot of hearts, even though I had green mail. And, uh, so yeah, that was, that was my last seed. It was a real doozy. Sounds pretty atrocious, I'd say. Yeah. Do you remember your surf? Because I wasn't it like when you were testing out Timp.msu? Yeah, I think it must have been uh, when I tested out Timp.msu. And it was pretty all right. I think uh, it went a little long and I checked a lot of places, but that was my own fault because I was an idiot and didn't understand the logic right. <laughs> but uh, other than that, it was a pretty normal. I think... Uh, was since I tested it a second or a third time by the time your MSU, I mean, I think I generated a casual open, like casual boots open mm. or casual boots, maybe just the casual boots to have escape. But I, I, I wanted to have boots is what I remember mostly. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, you, you know, all the points that I've made about it and uh, nothing has changed. I still think it's amazing. Minus the Gannon song. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, Dante, it, when was your last seat? Because I know you're, you've been taking a break. I uh, actually, uh, I played some Zelda this past Monday and uh, okay. it was a standard start. And for some reason, it all had text boxes and all of the items were in their normal locations. Um, and I didn't even use the tracker. It was weird. Uh, just had a timer. But uh, I found everything and, um, uh, you know, beat Ganon uh, at a fairly, I, I think, decently quick pace. So thought nice. thought that was good. But, um, you know, stupid joking aside, I, uh, I did play a ludicrous ladder like two weeks ago. But mm. um, ludicrous speed is really hard to remember, uh, you know, when you have like four of every, you know, major item in the game or or more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, remind me again, what does Ludicrous Speed do? So Ludicrous Speed takes every item, like if there's one of something in the game, it, there's now like times four of it. So there's 16 swords, 12 males, uh, oh, wow. 16 bottles. Uh, it removes all the, the junk garbage. <clears throat> um, you're stuck on, I think, six hearts. Uh, Herf might remember that better than me. I don't know, since he's, you know, an admin. But uh yeah, it's, that doesn't mean I remember what our game modes are. I, know. I have no idea. Um, but it, it, you also it's also all dungeons. So, uh, you know, you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to skip and what you want to do, because, you know, there's four of everything and 
it's kind of weird how that works out, but it's fun. Uh, I remember I, I played that and I enjoyed it the, the one time I played it. And um, I wanted to get around to do another one, but just work would not work in life would not let me, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I know that all too well. Um, cool. OK, well, that was everybody's last seed. All right. Uh, what's uh, next one? one is eight, which uh, is my question and also perfect. I mean, couldn't have been better. <laughs> Uh, the question is, what is the last video game you beat? And uh, I guess I'll just start. I just today beat uh, Elden Ring after pretty exactly 114 hours. Wow. And uh, it was absolutely amazing. That's really all Incredible. I can say without spoiling anything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so insane that you just beat it right before uh, this. we started recording this podcast. And you said after we're done with this podcast, you're going to jump into Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. So uh, yesterday night or I guess this morning at like 3 a.m. or something, I uh, came up to the boss door of the final, final boss of the game. Uh, and uh, I was like, all right, I'm 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 just going to quit out here and save my game and uh, save that for tomorrow. I need to be up because I was invited to have uh, lunch with my parents. Mm-hmm. So uh, I left it and then I woke up today and got ready and went over to my parents and then their crazy friggin' dog <laughs> was going insane. So that was a whole other story. But uh, came back home, sat down, uh, played around a little bit, did finished up some loose ends, and then decided to finish it up. Took me a few tries to beat the last boss, but not nearly as many as I thought it would. And uh, yeah, it just happened to be like, I don't know, two hours before we started recording or something. Hmm. I have questions yeah. about this dog. Oh, uh, sure, I guess. What, uh, the dog is going insane? What, so, what? You wouldn't say that if there wasn't something. Uh, it's there. just, you know, normally I'm, I usually go over to my parents to have lunch with them on Sundays every two-ish weeks. You know, it's not really a set in stone kind of thing, but uh, mm-hmm. usually it's around every two weeks. And a couple of months ago, my mom got a dog. It's like a Havanese puppy. I don't know if you know what those are. But they're essentially smallish white dogs. They're not the smallish white dogs you normally think about, but they're like small white dogs with long hair and stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That dog has problems. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like being in the house? No, it's just the dog is very pampered, which I think is probably part of the problem. But mm. the dog is also just very scared of like new situations. And once she like experienced something or if you like manage to carefully introduce it to her, it's fine. But if there's a completely new experience that suddenly happens, she just, you know, like loses it and like either goes completely insane and like can't calm down or she gets like so scared that you have to like go back home and put her down and like calm her down and you know stuff like that Mm. and today we were out taking a walk and a a couple of dogs with their owners came up like this group of old ladies that my mom knows Mm -hmm. and one of the dogs played a little harder than usually i guess was the problem i'm not sure Mm-hmm. And it just scares the ever-living crap out of our tiny little uh, white dog. Oh no! 
And it was like, you know, she had just seen a war scene with her buddies being blown to little body parts oh, or no. whatever. So we had to like grab her and she wouldn't walk anymore. So my mom grabbed her and we carried her back to the car and we put her in the backseat. And I drove home and my mom sat in the backseat and like cons consoled the dog oh. because this was such a traumatic thing. And I'm like, oh. Jesus Christ, I just want to have some lunch and go back home and play Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> You're comforting a, a small dog. Who thinks yeah. That, so uh, that was like head. a whole thing today instead of, you oh, know, wow. usually it's like I come over, the dog is all happy to see me. We play a little bit. We eat lunch together. We hang out a bit. Normally what happens is I have to help him with some like PC problems that are happening, you know, like, oh, I yeah. deleted the Internet. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's sure. what usually happens. And then after like two or three hours, I'm like, all right, see, ya. I'm going back home and they're going to take their dog for a walk or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Sometimes today you gotta do some dog it therapy. all got derailed. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that was much more than the question asked of me. But uh, what was the last game you finished, Tim? <laughs> uh, so the last game that I beat was Hitman 3. Uh, and what a treat. I, I've honestly been addicted to this game the last couple of weeks. Um, I have uh, talked in the past, I'm sure, already about Hitman 1, Hitman 2016, I should say, and uh, Hitman 2. Hitman 3, I ponied up for um, uh, probably about three months ago. Didn't really play it much and then got into it again, you know, about a month ago. And uh, tried to remain unspoiled about all the stages, because that's usually kind of the, the funnest part is exploring them and discovering things there. Um, and the last stage, I there's like kind of a reveal sort of near the beginning of it that really got me. I was not expecting it and just a really cool location, a really cool um, action sequence for the game. And so now I've been going back and I have, you know, Hitman one and two. So you get all those levels and there's different like escalation contracts you can do on each level where it changes who the mark is and it sets certain conditions for how you have to kill them. Like one is like, uh, there was like, I guess a, a special event from a few years ago or something where you have to be dressed in a clown outfit and you're like popping balloons as you go through the stage and all that. And it's just, it's ridiculous, but it's so much fun, uh, and adds so much to the, to the base game. And of course, even just going back and playing the game normally is still a lot of fun. Cause there's usually, you know, four or five different ways you can solve each, uh, objective, which is, you know, usually killing someone. And there's just so many ways to kill people. It's absolutely insane how many ways there are to kill people. Uh, both in real life and in this game. So uh, <laughs> <All right, laughs> I've just been having a super fun time with him. Well, then a little so insight into Tim's private life there. All right. And the next episode, we'll I have mean, humans are two hosts, uh, not three. <laughs> in the next episodes, we'll have three FBI agents instead of us. <laughs> you guys will do your own podcast about how worried you are about your friend. And I'll do a solo podcast by myself where I just ramble for about. We two haven't three heard hours from Tim in two that. weeks. <laughs> Except for his in insane hiding. ramblings on his podcast. <laughs> he has been in hiding in a safe house. He hasn't eaten or shaved in weeks. All he had, all he does is record a podcast with insane ramblings. Yep. And play Hitman um, 3. I uh, I have a quick question about Hitman. Um, sure. I have like a very vague knowledge of how the new Hitman is set up. But aren't there also like these special contract kind of things that are where you only have like one try or something and then you're locked out for 24 hours or for a while? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's these thing called arcade contracts, and I've only messed with them a little bit, but it's like they kind of want you to take one attempt, but you can kind of try a few times as long as you don't do certain things. It's like uh, once you kill somebody, that's your only shot. So like if you get caught after that, you fail and you have to wait like 24 hours. Um, You can only save one time. I think is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if you don't go in there and kill anyone, you can, you know, scout out the mission and, and you know, the person's patterns or whatever to your heart's content and then say, like, OK, this is going to be my attempt. I, I hope I've planned everything out right. Um, so I've done, I think, like one or two of those successfully. I've, I've failed quite a few as well. Uh, okay. But there's just so many of the non arcade ones that I mm-hmm. still haven't even touched yet that <laughs> I don't usually mess with the exclusive ones because I'm too busy with all the like. Yeah, normal content. sure, sure. I mean, you basically answered what I wanted to know, which is, you know, you can definitely get some intel and check it out. You don't you don't load in and then you have to do it or you're screwed for 24 hours. Yeah. Which, you know, there are some people I'm sure that have been playing this game since it came out over a year ago that have these levels memorized that 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 they would love that. You know, that's like all for them is like to try to beat the seed or not beat the seed and try to beat the game in these like weird ways, you know, or whatever. But um, yeah. Okay, I think I've said enough about Hitman 3. That's the last game I beat. Highly recommend um, any of those three Hitman games. They all play very, very similarly. (laughs) They just have different levels, and they're super, super fun. Uh, Dante, what's the last game you beat? Uh, Well, (laughs) so uh, if we count expansions, probably Doom Eternal's, like, Ancient Gods Part 1. Yeah, I haven't played Part 2 yet. Uh, but um, full game, it's actually been wait, a while. Wait, wait, you still have a play part two? Haven't you started I, it at least? I started it and okay. then I like I'm one level in, so I haven't finished <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you've kind of started it. Is what I you're saw saying. the um, I saw this question and was like, oh, like the first thing I thought was I have got to play the DLC. Like I still haven't <laughs> done it because I'm stupid. Um. Anyway, uh, so I, I finished part one a while back, but uh, before that, as far as a full game goes, and I honestly was just looking through Steam to see what my recent activity was, and it looks like it actually wasn't on Steam, and it was Metroid Dread, which I think mm. was like late November. Um, you know, if we're not counting beating a link to the past or like <laughs> another randomizer. Yeah. Then, uh, then yeah, I think it actually was Metroid Dread, which I really enjoyed. Um, I think I talked about yeah. that some on the podcast. It was mm-hmm. a really good game. It was game definitely and- a good one to have as your last full finished game, I think. Even though it was a while ago, at least it was like, you know, not some junk or something. Yeah. And I've been, I, I've been like watching people play Elden Ring. I know that's like, you know, the, the big thing everyone's doing right now, but. Man, me and Souls games, we just don't get along, and uh, I am I am the bad at them, and they get me the mad uh, all at the same time. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right, let's do more. What's the next one? It is three, which is what are some of your favorite people in the rando community? Hmm. Well, I'll start and say obviously you guys. Oh well, he took my uh, answer. um i was actually just thinking about this recently i um have made so many really good friends in this community and not even just on the surface level like oh yeah they're cool like i've talked to them but like 
you know, I was just thinking about like me and Lumaga uh, during the pandemic, you know, staying up until one in the morning playing virtual chess and drinking whiskey and talking about fatherhood. Like if that's not a good friend <laughs> that you're doing that with, I don't I don't know what the definition of a good friend is. Um, so, I mean, there's an answer right there. Lumaga uh, Oro, my roommate from STL 2019. Absolutely love them. Um, all the mods uh, that have worked, you know, for mentor tournaments uh, in the past, we've worked really closely with them. Um, I feel like that's that's enough. I mean, there's obvious. I could go on and on and on, but I feel like that's a that's a good list there. Yeah, to, to this uh, this question with. is hard because how it do is. you limit it? You know, right? Exactly. That's that's why I'm trying to give myself a nice graceful limit right here. So that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This so is like the question you have to preface with uh-huh, um, totally just because you know or because we we said one person and not another doesn't mean we we hate that person uh you know the right. one we didn't list like it's it's really hard this is a very open-ended question that we could probably be here for like six hours on and <laughs> oh yeah this could be an episode like heroes of the rando community you know i mean realistically i would just be sitting here and like going through my discord list and rattling off names that I see in there. And, you know, the first discord that I have set on my list will be like 10 or 15 people already. And then the next one is the ladder, which has a couple of them and so on and so forth. So it's, you know, I guess, I don't know. We're choosing an arbitrary limit. And if you don't hear your name, it doesn't mean we don't like you. It just means we can't record this for another eight hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. So does anyone else want to uh, caution a list? Oh, no, I'll, I'll do. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll kind of ramble a bit. Um, so like obviously like people I've teamed with in league, you know, have inadvertently gotten close with all of them. Um, so that's always been fun. You know, obviously you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, so so to put I guess put names on that, you know, like Sailor Nep, Edium uh relkin and then you know you two um in addition you know uh working with uh in sgl like hanging out with herf on a different level uh you know instead of just like a podcast side it's like all right we got to run this tournament that was really fun experience and um, also kind of like uh what do you call it um my brain just turned off, dude. That's bad. Uh, the the league, that's it. The admins, like, you know, working with fear, um, you know, being brought up by fear into, you know, the admin role. And then T-Sigma, Drossy, Amerith, uh, also Relkin in there. Really, um, you kind of, you inadvertently become, even if you didn't want to, you become friends with people that way, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of trials will uh, help you become closer to to said people too. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Perfect. I guess you know, just to not be the odd one out, I'll do a list as well. And uh, also to not be the odd one out, I'll also mention you guys. Obviously, <laughs> no, you um, can just say screw then, us. No, nah, not really. I mean, <laughs> I won't be here for ninety five episodes if I didn't like you guys, at least in some form or fashion. That's right? true. So, true. so can't be that bad, yeah. but, uh, uh, obviously that. And then, uh, if you, you know, if you were at SGL 2019, you yeah. saw the group of people that I hung out with, which pretty much gives it away, but to put some names on it, uh, P flan, act the boker, gem, uh, the lane, uh, who else was there? Checks human. 
Uh, obviously, uh, also, Ari Roar is a good friend. Uh, Big Dunka admining the ladder with me or letting me admin the ladder with him, <laughs> I should say. Uh, really, you know, has become a good friend. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll I'll leave it at that. I, I uh, I'm I'm cutting you off right there, and so I'm giving you the grace of like, if there's anyone you didn't mention, you could be like, well, Tim cut me off. I'm sorry. I just about to say your name, but Tim cut me off. There's one more I want to specifically mention, just because. Okay. So I want to mention Adirondack Rick. Uh, he's become a really good friend over all the admin duties that we've done together. And mm-hmm. since he's on the SG side and I'm usually on the admin side, you know, we have a lot of interaction. And uh, he's the only person that I really appreciate uh, because or not the only person that I really appreciate, but <laughs> he's the only person that does this. And I really appreciate that he does this, which is every now and again, I'll just randomly get a DM from him and he'll be like, hey, Herfy, how are you doing today? And we'll have a little oh. chat about how we're doing. And then, you know, we don't talk again for a week or two, but that doesn't really matter. So that's really cool. And if you're listening to this, Rick, I really appreciate it. Mm, that's awesome. Rick's a that's good really cool. guy. For sure. Rick's definitely a good guy. Um, okay. I guess, again, if we didn't say your name, we, it's not that we don't love you. We, we do. It's just we're this is all live off the top of our heads and, and we're being put on the spot. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Huh. What All is right. Next number 26 sports question mark. Okay. Who are your teams? So this is an old axial question. So but uh, according to this uh, document here, but I think we should <laughs> I think we should still yeah, do let's it. Honor it. Um, Absolutely. Actually, hang on. Hang on. We got to uh, train dubs, not axial, not axial. So train, that's dubs. That's, train dubs. That's his name these days. Yep. All right. So um, we still don't know what that's all about. All right. What do you guys? Uh, yeah, you uh, want to kick us off? Oh, uh, sure. Um, so I'm I'm uh, not as big as I used to be into it because of like I guess maybe probably taking it too serious. But I really like college basketball. I enjoy keeping up mm. with it. Used to be religious. This is coming up. Yeah, I used to be religious and watching it. A big uh, UNC or North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Um, uh, I was really happy last week when they beat Duke uh, when their coach is like last home game before he retires. So that was kind of funny. Mm. Um, <laughs> big rival <laughs> game. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I like them uh, as far as like football, not a big college football fan. You know, I do keep up with it, but um, I like pro football better. Uh, I also don't like pro basketball as much as college, which is kind of the weird flip flop. But I think it's in yeah. how it's all ha- like, I guess, like the organizations are handled. But uh, sure. So, you know, Huge big differences, big Dallas Cowboys fan. People always ask me, why aren't you a Carolina Panthers fan? And I'm like, look, I liked football, uh, you know, and, you know, I kind of just started liking the, the team that my my family did. And there was no Carolina Panthers at the time. So uh, yeah. go go uh, Panthers unless they're playing the Cowboys. And then, you know, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. how that goes. And uh, like I, I said, it. keep up with NASCAR. Uh, some people probably would say that's not a sport, but um, <laughs> as, as someone who's driven like uh, a long time, not not like for com- competition, it's like, man, that mentally and physically wore me out. So I can mm-hmm. see how going uh, triple digits in speed around a racetrack can, you know, be demanding physically and mentally. So uh, don't really have like a head and shoulders driver I like above the others. Um Honestly, I kind of get to the point where after someone starts winning too much, I'm like, okay, anybody win but them. Like, that's 
That's <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those types of people yeah, with NASCAR. Totally. So, uh, but yeah, like this year, this year I'll say it's like been really cool just because they've got like a whole brand new car. So everyone's kind of lost as to how to set the thing up to do well. So it's very even playing field. And it's just like somebody will be leading, you know, middle of the race. And then suddenly later on, they are nowhere to be found in the top 10. So oh, wow. um, it's almost like playing a car randomizer or something. It's been <laughs> kind of interesting. It's fun to have it. Uh, shake it up a little bit, you know, so you're not seeing the same, you know, Tom Brady out every single time. That oh, kind of yeah. situation, God, you know? I'm so glad he's gone yeah. too. Don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm, I'm not going to keep talking about sports. So who's going next? Yeah. Um, I'll keep going just so we can keep it in America and then we'll go overseas uh, to check in with her at the end. <laughs> um, so I, I am a Carolina Panthers fan. I live in Charlotte, which is where they play. Um, so I've been a big Panthers fan since like you know, 2013. Um, and played in their drum line for like three years. So I was like, uh, you know, on the field for games uh, for, for a long time, including when they went to the Super Bowl. Though I didn't go to the Super Bowl, I was part of the organization. I might have talked about all this before, and if so, I apologize. But uh, big Panthers fan. Um, I went to the University of South Carolina, so go Cox, uh, you know, for football and basketball and really any other kind of random sport. I actually went to a Gamecocks baseball game where they were playing App State because they were playing a game here in Charlotte uh, at our, you know, triple a baseball stadium uptown. And uh, that was great. It was a great time. It was a uh, first time I've first time I can remember really enjoying seeing baseball in person. <laughs> so, and that was, that was seeing the Gamecocks um, and uh, Charlotte Hornets. I, I was a Charlotte Hornets fan uh, uh, NBA um, when I was a kid playing NBA jam when I lived in Pennsylvania and then my mom got remarried and I found out we were moving to Charlotte where the Hornets play. And I was like super stoked. So oh, baby. that one actually kind of goes back to before I even lived here. Um, so, you know, I'll usually go to like a game or so every season. I'm not super into it, but obviously if I'm going to pull for any basketball team, it's going to be them. And um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, I would say NFL is probably my favorite. And then um, college football, uh, the Gamecocks and then. Everything else probably is after that. So, Herf, what about you? Are, are you? Uh, uh, I think you've talked about your football team before, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, as a German, obviously, uh, I'm a very big fan of our national sport of Bierkrug Weitwerfen, which, uh, you know, the object or the the goal of the game is to toss your empty beer mug as far as you can. <laughs> And that's oh, totally a sport that exists, and I didn't just make up on the spot. Uh, I but don't know what to believe. <laughs> I seriously don't know if it's real or not based on what you just said. Well, as far as I'm aware, it's not real, but that doesn't okay. mean it doesn't exist somewhere. <laughs> Let's put it like that. All right. But uh, on a more serious note, I'm really not a big sports guy. I don't like actively watch anything or follow anything. I don't have a sports team I really root for or enjoy. I do enjoy the occasional uh, the occasional game of uh, NBA basketball that I catch on like television here or like on a live stream or something, but nothing really to a level where I would root for a team or really know anything about anything. Uh, I'm, I'm the soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, fan that all the real soccer fans hate because I know nothing about anything. I never watch anything except for the Euro Cup and the World Cup. And then I cheer for the team of Germany and I act like I know a lot of things, but I don't. <laughs> so every real soccer fan hates me. 
And that's really about the extent of my, you know, normal quote unquote sports. Mm. I guess I'm a big esports fan if that counts for anything. Yeah. Okay. It does, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of sports, I suppose, but I really enjoy, I've talked about this at length, uh, StarCraft 2 or StarCraft 1 in all of its glory. Uh, I really enjoy watching but not playing fighting games on a professional mm-hmm. level. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, stuff like that just really, uh, I think that's really fascinating. And I can, uh, th- that's stuff that I, you know, have on my second monitor running in the background and I look over every now and again and it's never boring. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. do you think this could maybe be a good time for you to pose your loaded question? My loaded question. It's you, not really. You have one loaded in the chamber. I guess oh, that I one. Okay. Say. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's not really a loaded question, but it's right. it's uh, the the which game did you finish last? Sort of took the steam out of it a little bit, but I'll still ask it just because uh, it kind of came to me while I was playing Elden Ring and with its huge open world, and you know you have to explore everywhere, and there's so much stuff that you can just miss if you didn't you know take one corner right or left or something like that. Uh And uh, I was kind of wondering, do you guys think that all your rando playing has enhanced one of your skills or maybe given you a new skill that is also applicable in other video games that you play these days? Or maybe, you know, even if you're playing older games nowadays, do you think any anything from rando carries over in a way? I. I actually think it's really funny that you asked this because I was literally thinking about this today um, and maybe talking about this uh, like in our hundredth episode or something of like skills that you can get from rando that you can use in your life somewhere. Uh, And I would say absolutely. I had two things kind of recently that I I thought of. Um, The first was and I mentioned this in a shout out the uh, last episode is that I'd played some Texas Hold'em poker and won. And I don't want to say that like Rando is the reason that I won that game, but I do think that one thing that Rando has given me is it makes me think a little harder about choices and decisions during a game. You know, like I I think a little bit more ahead of like the probability of what a certain thing could be or Mm -hmm. or what kind of potential outcome I could get from making a certain decision. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think it it honestly has helped. Like, I'm a little more thoughtful about decisions with other games and maybe even other, like, things just in real life, I guess. Um, But really, really good question. Dante, do you have any thoughts on Herf's question? Yeah. um, So that's kind of, you know, I I came from, before I was competitive, I guess, with with Rando, I was, you know, obviously competitive with dance games. And getting, you know, up in Rando, so to speak, uh, I do remember a time where like mentally I would be very taxed with dance games. Um, and it would be like 30 minutes into a session. Like I I would feel like mentally I was completely spent. And the fact of like the length of rando, you know, especially when you start, it's always longer because you're getting, you know, you're learning, you're not, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not, you don't walk in, uh, a, uh, a pro quote unquote. So, uh, th- that and actually even playing like SMZ three, because that's even longer kind of helps. Like, it, I think it helped me sharpen just the amount of time I can focus on something, whether it be a game or, uh, you know, like 
the gym, you know, because I think that does require a good bit of mental focus. Uh, my job, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm the type of guy, I don't, I don't know like what you would call this. Like I just, my brain never stays in one spot. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a lot of times very hard. Like I have a hard time sitting down and watching like the greatest movie of all time because I have to sit there for an hour and a half to two hours and I'm just kind of like not doing anything. My brain's not functioning or it's just kind of watching and that's mm. like I, I i can't like i'm screaming internally whenever that happens so mm. um whenever i can kind of like utilize things and think things through i think that actually helps a lot uh you know help me focus on things and that's that's kind of one thing i think i've developed a good bit with rando is that um you know it's it's helped with gaming too because like i i can remember like just trying like i gotta beeline the story i gotta beeline the story uh, you know, whenever I would play stuff and then I would do side quests. And then when you'd save all your side quests in a game, like to the very end, it's not as fun. At least I don't think it is, especially when you're like way over leveled for them. If it's like a RPG. So like, mm-hmm. I think kind of sometimes also, you know, the way you would explore things. And I don't know if this kind of equates to rando, but it helps me appreciate kind of taking little detours more, uh, inside of like open world games. And you know, just trying to look for different ways, not so much to break the game, but new ways to experience it. If that, that, that might be a little too far out there, but I guess uh, that's, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. It's interesting. I definitely can uh, commiserate with you when it comes to attention. And I would certainly agree. That's another thing I picked up from Rando is the being able to have the attention span to sit down for an hour and a half Uh, and not get up or sometimes even two hours and not get up and play one game that's not normally my mo (laughs) so uh but i do it all the time for rando and i i think you know it's probably it probably has taught me a little bit of patience in in that way you know yeah uh herf do you feel like there's anything that you have uh like Uh, when you were playing elden ring was there anything you were like oh thanks to rando or my, my time in that community i was able to whatever yeah, I was kind of thinking about that as well, and I'm not really sure why Elden Ring exactly reminded me or made me think of this question, because I'm not sure how many transferable skills there were. I guess, you know, in a way, patience as well. Uh, firstly, with trying to be very thorough with my exploration and, you know, going everywhere and uh, trying to figure out where the next progression would be and, you know, specifically not going there so I can explore more side stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I guess in that way a little bit and uh, also patience in the way you approach fights that give you trouble, uh, both uh, in uh, the way that when you first approach a boss fight, let's say, and you don't really know what to expect. You have to be patient, learn the move set, and figure out what's going on. You can't just, you know, run in and attack and hope everything goes well. And yeah. also in patience in the way that, you know, early in the game, I ran into a boss where I clearly wasn't really supposed to be yet. And it took me about 35 to 45 tries and like one and a half hours of just running into the boss area getting smacked in the face, dying, going, all right, I got to watch out for that next time and doing it again until I finally beat it. And uh, I think that's, you know, a very good skill to have. And I definitely think that's a skill that Rando can also hone. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of similar to 
patience. This doesn't quite fit with, for example, you know what you've said about the the boss there. But I think playing Rando has given me a little bit more self awareness. Like, uh, you know, it used to be if I knew that there was a, a spot that I could check, you know, logically, no matter what my equipment was. I, sh- I should go there and I should check it because that's the most efficient thing. But then I would get my butt handed to me by like, you know, a, a green male four heart moth or something like that. Uh, so it made me have to start being like, OK, is it really realistic for me to attempt this or to try that? Um, yeah. And, you know, it's made me kind of question, not question, but like be more aware of my own abilities and not put myself in a situation where I'm not going to be equipped for what I'm about to do in the first place. And I think that's something that maybe is even transferred over to real life a little bit where I'm like, even at work, I'm like, okay, I know I'm I'm not really great at, you know, say for instance, graphic design. So should I mess around in Photoshop for three hours and try to do this myself? Or should I make a quick note and contract it out and have someone else do it in a fraction of the time? You know, I'm a little more self-aware when I'm making my decisions. Um, And I don't know, I, I can't say for sure, like it's because of rando, but I do feel like that is a skill that kind of got developed by playing rando. So that makes sense. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I, um, I was just reminded of something that's very off topic, but it was about something that you said, Tim, where you said that, uh, when you started out, you know, you had this compulsion to go everywhere that you could just because it's logically open to you right now. Mm-hmm. And I recently saw some snippets from, I don't remember where it was even from, but people were playing through A Link to the Past just casually. And there were snippets in there. And the person playing would not leave a room before they killed every enemy in that room. (laughs) And it was driving me insane watching that. And I remember I used to be like this as well. And then the first step from getting away from that was not killing everything anymore, but I still had the compulsion to pick up every drop that an enemy dropped. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was just reminded of that. Sorry, that was super off topic, but that's <laughs> just, you know, those habits that you start out with and that you eventually get rid of. Well, I mean, do you think you you kind of learned not to do that anymore while you were playing Rando, right? Do you, did you find yourself like starting to do that in Elden Ring, but then realizing like you already had all the Estus flasks or whatever? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in a way, yeah, there I don't want to spoil anything for people who might be playing it, but uh there was a certain time where I was like, where it clearly told me, hey, this is, you know, you can't upgrade this anymore, but you can still find the upgrade materials for it. And mm. I walked, I couldn't just walk past them, you know, I have like <laughs> 10 of them in my inventory and I can use them, but I just, I couldn't leave them. So, so maybe we're still working on that one. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, for Randall, <laughs> I have more self-control, but anything else I'm a notorious, you know, if I play fallout or something, I, every ladle goes into my pockets. Oh yeah. If it's well, they not might release an update, you know, Yeah, if it's not nailed down, I'm taking it with me. Totally. I'm the same way. Um, well, great question, Herf. Uh, I think we you. maybe, maybe have time for like one more. Sure. Maybe two if it's if it's quick. Um, what what are we on in our? I think I think the next one would have been uh, talk to us about TV, which I have something to say if you guys want to use that one. Okay. Yeah. We let's 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 hear about TV. 
Okay, we can um, make it a short one, I guess. So the television. Okay. No, I'm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I no, just so wanted I to would say, love to hear you tell me about just television in general. How does the what television it, work? Yeah. Uh, let me pull up a Wikipedia uh, article really quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've changed my mind. <laughs> and it's already over. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say I recently binged through the Peacemaker TV series with mm. uh, John Cena. I don't yeah. know. If you're aware of what that is, so Peacemaker is a DC character. He was introduced in the new Suicide Squad movie, and he got a spin-off series that's uh, directed by James Gunn, mm-hmm. and uh, they did a terrific job. I can only recommend it absolutely to everyone. I'm super excited. Uh, that's a great show. And I'm also super excited for the announcement that I saw yesterday, which was uh, The Boys Season 3 is coming mm-hmm. in June. So yay for that. And that's yes. me with my TV stuff. Love the boys. Uh, have you checked out Diabolical yet? I have not. Should I? It, yeah, it's apparently I have not checked it out yet, but I heard uh, Seth Rogen doing an interview about it. Probably Hot Ones, I think, is, okay. is where I heard this. But yeah, it's an animated series based in the universe of the boys. And oh, each yeah, one is like a different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each one's like a different animation style or whatever, but it's all, you know, same sort of tone as the boys, which is like dark, I would say. Yeah, um, definitely. I, but yeah, we should all check that out because, uh, yeah, I, I actually forgot. I think it's been released and, and I haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, I recently, well, so I've been re-watching, or not re-watching because I've never seen it before, but finally watching The Sopranos, um, you know, originally aired on HBO starting in 1999, I think. Uh, we're we're almost finished up my wife and I through season two. And I got to say, that show holds up remarkably. I was expecting it to be like kind of dated and sort of hokey and, you know, because so much good TV has been released since The Sopranos. It's kind of known as the one that like started the golden age of television in the 2000s and 2010s that we're sort of still in, honestly. Uh, So I thought it would be like, you know, like when you go back and watch an old movie and it's like, I get why that was important, but it didn't like it like I you know, it's it's for historical reasons, it's good, but it's not like it really spoke to me or my life necessarily. Uh, whereas The Sopranos really like the the things that it touches on are pretty timeless and it's so well shot. The dialogue's great. Um, Tony's such a piece of crap, uh, but you just you love to watch him. So I, I so I just want to shout out The Sopranos. If anyone has ever thought about checking it out, I, I would recommend it. Um, and a show I'm currently watching right now is another one on HBO. It's called Station Eleven. And I'm about halfway through it. It's pretty cool. It's post-apocalyptic. Um, it starts with a pretty rough premise, uh, which is a virus wipes out most of the population of the world. Um, and it does take place in 2020. They don't say COVID, but like you could imagine it's something like that, except way worse. And it's about this troop of actors and musicians that travel around in 2040 uh, doing like Shakespeare and putting on concerts for people. And, you know, kind of gets into like why that would even be necessary in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. And uh, it's really good so far. I haven't finished it, but I've really been enjoying it. Um, so that's Station Eleven on HBO Max. I'd, I'd rec- recommend it. Um, so that, that's that's uh, that's two. I think that's enough for me. Um, Dante, do you have any uh, TV shows you've been checking out or you'd recommend or anything? Oh, man. Most of the TV I've been watching has been like re-watching old stuff that I watched as like kid or you know a lot of mindless things i will sure. say let non-mindless uh, i'll start with this i was reminded I've, i'm not re-watching it currently but a buddy of mine is and he's been kind of like 
reminiscing in a group chat with us when he's like gets to a, you know, a historic episode, but he's rewatching breaking bad. And I, I, mm. I am reminded from by like by him, how great uh, that series was and how much I enjoyed like watching it unfold. Um, yeah, that was really, I thought that was really good TV uh, really, as far really as like TV mindless garbage. I'm about to finish up like watching the sitcom home improvement with Tim Allen from like ages oh. ago. Um, yeah, basically that. <laughs> so, um, okay. how does that yeah, hold like, up? Is it funny? I loved it, it as a kid. It's funny. What I'm noticing about like a lot of early nineties sitcoms, uh, is that like a lot of the humor and I, I'm not the most sensitive person in the world. Okay. So like, let me preface <laughs> with this, uh, with that at least, but like I'm noticing that a lot of stuff that, uh, was you can't say that on TV like back then we hear that now we see it now, uh, you know, like stuff that, you know, was maybe a little too raunchy, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but now it's like little, little small jokes that, were completely kosher in the nineties. Like they said that. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to get canceled. Yeah. If this ever gets like aired on TV again, like, you know, like it's just, it's, it's weird how times have changed and shifted what we, you know, on TV, at least like what we think is like, uh, you know, acceptable and not acceptable. And I'm not saying anyone's wrong or right in that. It's just things that the way I noticed the world has changed. It's kind of interesting uh, to see where we used to be. This was like a kid friendly show, but they said X, Y, Z. And now it's like, yeah. it, that wouldn't dare be in, you know, uh, a family friendly show anymore. So uh, stuff like, you know, just random little tidbits <laughs> like that. Cause it's not the only like old sitcom I've watched. I've been sure. like kind of going through a bunch of those. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it, I just, you know, take one at a time and, and go through them before that, like for the longest time I was literally just to have something on, uh, I'd, I'd also have like episodes of the Simpsons on, you know, yeah. and, but I haven't watched like the, the like newest three seasons, uh, which I need to do at some point, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> Simpsons. I mean, one of the best shows on television, especially during like, you know, seasons three through 10 ish, you know, it's like some of the, some yeah. of the best. Um, but that's so interesting going back to like sitcoms in the nineties. I also, I caught an episode of Frasier on TV. Oh, I was dude. over at my mom's house a little while ago and yeah, I finished same that thing. again I, in 2020 actually. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I won't, I, I won't belabor the point, but just everything you said, I totally agree. It's so interesting to see like what was okay and what is absolutely not okay. You know, from sitcoms back then. Yeah. Very, very, uh, fascinating to, to watch. Um, Herf, is there anything you've checked out that we, uh, might recognize in the terms of TV. Oh yeah. You already said peacemaker. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. I am going to check that out. I think I've not really watched any DC hero movies in, in a, in a while, but uh, I've heard so many good things about that one. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Even if you haven't seen like the suicide squad or anything before it, it doesn't matter. But the one warning I'll give is, uh, you have to have a, a bit of a stomach for, you know, kind of gorier stuff and so on. And you have to totally be okay with like cringy things, you know, <laughs> you have to be fine with a lot of being ashamed for the person on screen. <laughs> oh man. That, then, That's all the rage. These I was, days. I was like curious, but like anytime people get embarrassed, like in a show and I know it's totally scripted, like 
my, my wife gets on me for this. Like I'll just like bury my head in my hands and I'm like, I can't watch this. It's so like, I feel so bad for them. And she, she yeah. always gives me a hard time laughing at like how, how bad I feel uh, or I feel embarrassed for them. Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that. You, you really have to be able to stomach that you get used to it after, in, you know, two three or three episodes or so, but it's, you have to be ready for it at least. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, I think I think that probably is good for the questions. I I learned a lot about you guys. I enjoyed um, sharing. Well, hang and, on. Uh, we got to do this really fast because we can do this super okay. fast. What is the wor- I, I want to do no- the next one in our sequence. Okay. So, Fair. um, what is the worst game you have ever played? Because I, I, I know Herf has played a ton of games. I've played a ton of games. Um, so I, I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. If you can think of one really quick. You know, I read the question earlier and I'm having a really hard time coming up with something because usually when the game's so bad that I hate it or I don't like it, I won't play it. Right. But um, I don't know. There's been some stinkers for sure. And I just can't remember them right now. I the first thing that came to my mind, because I agreed. Yeah. If a game's bad, I'm just going to stop playing it. And it's not really going to register with me. But a game that I had as a kid and you know how it is when you when you're a kid, especially like if you grew up in the 90s, uh, it's not that easy to just go get a new game. You could, you know, maybe rent them occasionally. But if your mom or dad or parents just bought you a game for Christmas, you had to just learn to play that game and love it. And, you know, otherwise you're just not going to play. So one of those games for me was uh, on the Super Nintendo Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City. Oh, that's man. a bad game. That's a bad game. <laughs> that's not yeah, bad. OK. <laughs> That is definitely a a bad game. Yeah, I remember uh, the password system. I just went in one day and I just typed D and then all dashes. I I don't know where that came from. I just did it. And it like warped me to the last level of the game with a bunch of equipment. Like it's absolutely busted password system, I guess. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah, that game was not fun or good. So that's going to be my I, I guess I'll lock that in as my answer. All right. So this may be a, a, a not so hot take. Um, worst game that I played to completion. And like I, there's probably been a worst one. But this one really when I saw this question, it instantly came to mind. And I think it's partially because I tried to play it again like about a year ago and I just couldn't do it. Um, Final Fantasy 10 2. Ooh. Uh, so. It had a it had a really good fight system, like fighting mechanic system. But like Mm -hmm. the story compared to 10 was just so fan servicey and I felt dirty playing it and (laughs) experiencing it. And I just didn't. Man, it's just like they did this to to get $60 out of out of boys i think there's some, uh, <laughs> there's some real big fans out there of that game yeah and like uh, and whenever i talk to people who really really like the game they're just like you know the fighting system and yeah i agree that fighting system like if that would have been in like 10 or a later like ren you know mm-hmm. uh, edition of yeah. final fantasy i think it would have been awesome um it's just it it honestly the story just felt felt so cheesy it felt like it just felt like they were doing this game to do it because it's almost like, um, all right, so I'm going to spoil a TV show for everybody really fast. Uh, like how I met your mother. Have you got, have you got, you guys know how that ends, right? 
Uh, I think so. Vaguely, I have no interest yeah. in watching, so spoil away. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to actually spoil because it'll take too long, but uh, I'll give you the premise of what happened. So it, it aired and like there was like massive backlash with the finale of like how the whole series ended. Um, and then when it came out like on DVD and Blu-ray, there was like they made an alternate ending just to appease people. Um, oh, wow. And instead of like whatever they had, you know, decided initially. So to me, it was like 10 ended. And then like suddenly like everyone's mad, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. And now, like, uh, well, we'll give you 10, too. And if you do every last thing in it, it will make you happy at the end. Um, <laughs> but you're going to feel weird, uh, you know, uh, the whole way. That, that that's that's my hot take with worst video game. <laughs> I've never I've actually never played uh, Final Fantasy X, um, which it's on my list of ones to eventually play one day. You need to do uh, it. And I certainly haven't played ten two, but I guess I'll skip it. It doesn't sound like it's worth the, the time. Just watch yeah, a I mean, watch a YouTube video of ten two yeah, like okay. and S said the fighting system is really fun. It's uh, I remember buying on for the PlayStation Four, I bought the uh, we uh, we like had like a, co- a company trip or something, and I saw in like a GameStop a used copy of the remaster bundle with like the fancy tin box and stuff like that, and it cost like thirty bucks or something. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I enjoyed ten. I've never played ten too. Why not give it a shot? And then uh, I played through ten again. It was fun, but a lot more I don't know sluggish and long than I remembered it, but it was still fun. <laughs> And then I figured, hey, let's try 10-2. And I really, like, I played, like, two hours of it, and I was like, no, nah, I I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you got a bonus question in there, and that was a fun one. So thanks, Dante, for getting us to answer yeah. that one. All right, well, uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. Okay, so uh, we actually, believe it or not, got an email on our website from that stupid contact form that we get nothing but Russian spam from all day. We actually got a a real life one, um, and it was a really great email. So I'm just going to quickly read through this. This was from Gaddick Teague, who said, Hey there, Tim Dante and Herfy Durfy. My name is Gaddick Teague, and I just want to say thank you for making such a fantastic and informative podcast about ALTTPR. I've learned a lot of tips and tricks just from listening to the episodes pertaining to specific topics such as routing and glitches. While I may not be very good yet at rando, I hope one day through lots of practice I can eventually compete in something like the yearly mentor tournament you guys host. I have really taken an interest in particular to tracking, as I agree with the fact that they are known as the unsung heroes of tournaments. They are like the dishwashers in a restaurant, my real-life job. If it wasn't for them, the streams would be a mess. Perhaps that will be my job someday in the rando community. I love trying to mix up different conditions when making a seed so the game always feels more unique and fresh each th- through each run. One day, I plan to get a decent desktop setup to be able to actually start streaming rando myself. For now, I can only go live via a Facebook stream of me playing on my TV using my cell phone. In my downtime, I try to watch old streams of excellent players like Dancy and how he executes some rooms flawlessly. Quite enjoyable and awe-inspiring. Anyways, I rambled on too long, and I just wanted to thank the three of you for putting out such a great entertainment, such great entertainment each episode. I look forward to seeing what new topic will be each time. Keeping up, keep up the excellent work, and we'll be excited to hear the next episode. Warping out, Gaddick Teague. 
So Gaddick, first of all, thank you so much for the email. Gaddick also stopped by my stream when I was playing yesterday and uh, said essentially sort of the same thing. And um, we chatted a little bit there. So um, just we love to get emails like this. I mean, it, it helps keep us going sometimes when we're just, you know, in the trenches doing episode after episode. Just hearing from somebody saying, hey, really enjoy what you're doing. Keep up the great work is really nice to hear. Um, so thank you so much, Gaddick, uh, for the for the email. Yeah, that's super, um, super wholesome. Wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it nice to not get spam in that? that <laughs> yeah, it was so nice to read that yesterday. I have to admit, you know, being the grumpy, cynical old man that I am, my first response would almost was, okay, whose burner account wrote that? You know, who, 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 which of you guys was it? But yeah. uh, no, it's just, you know, it's nice to get something like this, of course. Yeah, this also says to me, you know, it's there are so many people that I think not so many, but there's definitely no, people there are. who there's listen so many. to this podcast. <laughs> people who listen to this podcast, but they're not like in Discord. Uh, they just kind of play on their own every now and then, or they just watch episodes, you know, races on YouTube or Twitch every now and then, but they don't really like interact or chat. And this is kind of how they get their news and stay involved in the community. And uh, shout outs to all you out there. If that, if that, you know, explains you, I think that's a super cool way to like, you know, you still know what's going on because you listen to this podcast, but you don't have to like live in discord like we all do every day to like, <laughs> you know, keep up with it and figure it all out. So, um, you know, I think Gaddick is probably a, a person like that. And uh, we, we love those folks. So shout outs to all of you. Um, the, the nameless uh, masses, the majority that are just uh, checking it out, you know, each each couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And then we also had a new iTunes review uh, from Flames Divide. I think this is the third Flames Divide mention. So shout out to the hat trick uh, for Flames Divide. Um, left an iTunes review for us, and uh, we really appreciate it. They said, whether you're a beginner, casual, or competitive, a link to the past randomizer player, the Go Mode podcast is for you. With deep dives, community updates, and an interactive community discord, every two weeks you will learn and laugh along with the friendly and knowledgeable hosts. So thanks, Flames Divide, for leaving that review. And if you would like to leave a review, you uh it really helps us if you do that on itunes or spotify um yeah we love your reviews and, and thank you to flames again for for leaving that one uh you can also email us email at gomodepodcast.com there's the contact form on our website uh as i said if you can give us anything other than russian spam we would absolutely love that uh and then we're on discord twitter all, all that good stuff um let's just shout out our twitches and then maybe um since we've already talked about ourselves so much in this episode maybe we can just shout out like one quick thing like maybe say your favorite fighting game so you can watch me play uh rando twitch.tv slash temp underscore and my favorite fighting game is mortal kombat 9 oh so we're going specific all right um yeah okay all right well uh my uh my twitch is twitch.tv slash dante uh with three whole entire a's <laughs> um but uh no so my favorite fighting game uh at the time was blaz blue or blaze blue ever how you want to call it continuum shift yeah uh and i guess also uh, i guess continuum shift extend uh i i put a lot of time into that i wasn't like great um went to a few tournaments and did decent in them uh surprised a few people i i loved playing as noel that was like my favorite character um just the way her her like mechanics worked it was really nice so uh yeah that's that's my probably my favorite fighting game sweet all right and uh i am twitch.tv slash herfy derfy 
maybe again at some point in the future. And uh, my favorite fighting game, and it's a hard one. It's probably a toss up between Tekken 7 or Dragon Ball uh, Fighter Z. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Both, both okay. very good games. Yeah, I don't think I've really seen either one of those. Um, but that's cool. I like that we all had very different answers, too. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you for listening again. Uh, we will be back in another two weeks with another episode for you. Uh, this has been a fully unedited episode of the Go Mode podcast. Let's go ahead and mirror out. <laughs>